What's up, everybody? Welcome to Now Available, the Internet's only streaming service podcast. I'm your host, Adam Howard, along with man's best friend, Ricky Ah, <laughs> What's up, man? What's, What's happening? Going on? <laughs> Nothing much. Nothing much. I feel it. Another Saturday, another trip to Dunkin' Donuts. That's what I always say. I almost stopped at Dunkin' Donuts today, and then I was like... I can I can wait. I I can wait. I can skip on this right now. I was very tempted to though. Uh, I've been trying to cut back. Um, I'm going. I've said this before, and I'll probably say it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm really trying to not go every single day. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. I went. No, it was Thursday. Thursday, I went to Dunkin' Donuts before work, and then after work, I went to Starbucks, and I got uh. A uh, pumpkin cream cold brew. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, man! Like, I, I didn't even finish it. Uh, I got the venti because it was just like I didn't even think about it. Like the words just came out of my mouth and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I'm drinking it. It's strong as shit. Um, I'm sitting here. I'm like, fucking shaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like trying to do stuff. I would I would be like typing for school or something i'd have to stand up walk around a couple times like fucking twist about walk walk around the house come back i i got like five things done like i was just so fucking like strung out feeling oh my god it was insane it was (laughs) it was way too much coffee i can imagine yeah you that that story like the first thing that came in my head you started with so on Thursday before work, I went to or went to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, oh my gosh, Ricky is the the um, the uh, the first evolution of Nick Scarpino. <laughs> Dude, if you watch like the old ones, they're like talking about how they go to Starbucks multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. That was for a long time. I would go to Dunkin' Donuts several times a day. Like I would go before work. I would go during work. Um, when I used to deliver pizza, I would drink like two or three, um, like two or three coffees from like different places. Though sometimes I would go to Dunkin' Donuts, fucking two times, three times, or would I would go get, to Starbucks. Would you get the larges or just the? Uh, oh yeah. Just, oh my god. You have to. You have to have the large, man. Even if you don't drink at all, it's still like oh the opportunity to drink more is always there, which is nice. It's um, fair. Yeah, but when I, when I delivered pizza, that was my fucking move. Because I wouldn't eat all day. Because I would just be so fucking busy. Right. So I would go to... Uh, it was mostly during the winter time. Because I would go and get peppermint mochas from Starbucks. Mm. It's like my favorite drink there. But it sucks... Well, you can get it any time during the year. Like, uh, they always have the shit to make it. Right. But it doesn't seem right if it's like ninety degrees out and you're drinking a fucking peppermint mocha latte. Like it doesn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an insider tip for all you, uh, you know, people who are on the go. Just don't eat anymore. Just drink coffee. Yeah, I work with a couple people that'll drink like a monster or two a day, like it work. And that's... I'm like, holy. I can't do energy drinks no more. That shit fucks me up. That that'll put me in the hospital. Yeah, I've never really done energy drinks before. Like I've tried them, but I haven't like had a full one or anything like that. Because mm. I'm just like, as soon as that I get to that, like it's over. <laughs> it's yeah. Over. Dude, I remember like when Monster first become was start, like first becoming popular. Um, a kid that we went to high school with, his dad owned like um like a liquor store. And, of course, they didn't have just liquor. They had, like, all sorts of beverages and shit. So (laughs) we would go, when he wasn't home, we would go past his house, open the garage door, go in there, grab a couple monsters, (laughs) run out. And, like, we just always had monster. Like, it was so readily available. I I don't remember the last time I had one, though. Thank God. Because that shit was, oh, man, did not not do me justice. Yeah, I've only, like, tried, like, a sip of it here and there, and it's just, like, 
Like just the one sip, I'm like, yeah. oh my god. A, a sip is fine. Like I can have a sip now and be all right, but that's all. That's all I want. I don't want the whole right. And it sucks they only make them in the fucking giant cans, too. Like, make it in, like, a shot glass size. I think that's called five-hour energy. (laughs) (laughs) That was one I never fucked with. I didn't, I didn't, uh... Again, when I used to work, um... On the res, we sold... People would come in and buy that shit like crazy. Um, It just seems like something nuts. Like... Yeah, they loved it. I don't know. But it was mostly, like, people who were driving a long way or whatever. But I could never do it. Nah, that that almost scares me because that much like just distilled in that little bottle. I'm like, nah. Yeah, it's just concentrated. <laughs> nah. We did the my favorite energy drink though, the one that I I loved. Uh, it was called cocaine, right? And it was in a little red can, like a like a Red Bull can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all red, white letters said cocaine on it. It had like. I want to say it was like four times the amount of caffeine, three or four times, um, and it was spicy. So like you, if when you when you cracked it and you would like, like you would smell it or you go like that with it, you <laughs> it would start coughing. Like it was so fucking strong. Um, my God! Oh my God, dude! It was the best. I used to drink so much of it. Uh, that was my real vice. But then. It went away. You're addicted to cocaine. I was addicted to cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went away um, because of the name, obviously. Right. Uh, then it came back as no name, so it's just no. same same red can, same white lettering, just called no name. Um, and then it went away again, came back as cocaine, and now it's gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> It was, dude, it was so sick. If you emailed them or, like, sent them 20 bucks or something, they would send you, like, a whole bunch and, like, a free t-shirt and stickers and shit. Oh, my God. It was awesome. <laughs> it was, like, the early days of, uh, of like, getting stuff for free. Because you could just email a company and be like, hey, I want this. And they could, they might send it to you. Right. I was, oh, it was so cool. If cocaine's out there listening, please send me some. Or if you know where you can buy it. Yeah. Or if you know where you can buy it, let me know and I'll go pick up a fucking 25 pack and chug them all like this. Oh my God. And then then I'll explode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. On that note. Yeah. (laughs) On the note of Ricky exploding. Why don't we move into today's topic of conversation? We've got 2020's Scoob for our Halloween movie uh, this week. Scoober. So, yeah, so for a couple couple basic facts, uh, the movie was directed by Tony Cervone, something like that. Um, and it stars Will Forte, Mark Wahlberg, Jason Isaacs, Gina Rodriguez, Zach Efron, Amanda Seyfried, Kiersey Clemens, Ken Jong, Tracy Morgan, uh, Frank and Frank Welker. Um, it was released to VOD on May fifteenth, twenty twenty, an early casualty of the COVID uh, affecting the film industry. I can't fucking believe that. I could have swore this movie came to theaters and that I missed it in theaters. Like no, I can't. It was the the theater date was May fifteenth, and. Uh, Warner Brothers like no, we're just gonna release it. That's insane, dude. In, in my head, I have like a very vivid memory of missing it at the movie theater, or like talking about going to see it at the movie theater and then it never happening. I just think it's so funny. All the times, like I'll say something and you'll be like, "I have this vivid memory of it being <laughs> like yada yada yada," and it's just something completely different than what actually is the case. My brain is fried. <laughs> It's all the cocaine you did. It's, it's fucked. I'm, I have zero memory. Like, my memory is so trash. It's awful. Because we were, were saying, like, all New York theaters are closing again. And I was like, they never opened. <laughs> they were open. They played Scoob. And I missed it. And then they shut it down. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is lately. I can't remember shit. Like, 
I'll be I'll remember something and it's totally fucking made up. Or or it's a combination of like fifteen memories put together and it's <laughs> It's awesome. But it's really only lately, like that cocaine stuff, that was like ten years ago, but I can remember that. Like I can remember the first time I had it, putting it up to my mouth and going like that, and then losing my fucking mind coughing. Whatever. It came to theaters. I missed it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Ricky, what were your uh, initial thoughts in the movie? Uh, well, one, I was really excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was. It's very. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were going to be little kids the whole time originally so i was like oh, okay right. this is gonna be whatever um it, i think i would have liked it even then but i really enjoyed all the the easter eggs and like hints to other Hanna barbara um you know this yeah. early animation cartoons that i watched in my grandpa's house when i was a little kid like th- like that intro is like a shot for shot from the cartoon right yeah and I haven't thought about that intro or seen those images fucking like at least 20 years. Like it's been so long since I've seen that stuff. Um, So that was like, I don't know. That was really trippy because I'm so used, like in my head, I remember exactly or not exactly, but I remember, you know, what it looked like, the graininess and like, you know, the Mm -hmm. animation style of it and just see it. Like some of that shit looked claymation, right? Like some of it, yeah. Some of it does, yeah. Okay, so, like, just see it with that texture and like the depth that it somehow had. Like, I don't understand how they Mm -hmm. were doing that. Um, But that was very trippy to me. Uh, But yeah, overall, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it it was like um, it's super fun. It's it's your basic Scooby Doo uh, story. Or, you know, you know, the mystery machine, the fucking, the gang is doing their shit again. Uh, and there's <laughs> some dumbass bad guy who I think is also from another old cartoon. Yep, he's from uh, Wacky Racers. Wacky Racers. Fucking Luigi looking ass. Like, oh, okay, so, hold on. My, like, literally the only thing that I didn't like about it. I did not like, I understand why they put Simon Cowell in the movie. Because, like, the My old, God. the old episodes, like, or even you know, lately or up to now they have like celebrity guests or whatever, like cameos, right. like that's fine. I just didn't like how like hyper realistic he was. Like he was very too. Yeah. He was very like, you know, he looked like himself, but then you have like Dick Dastardly with the gigantic cartoony chin and like very, uh, characterized. Right. And the same thing with Shaggy. Like, he is the only one in the group. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only one in the group that doesn't look uh, like grounded, I guess. You know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. But uh, what would you think? What, what are your top, uh, top level uh, thoughts? So... Um... First, before I, like, really get into that, there's a couple Easter eggs I noticed, like, from all, like, the Hanna-Barbera stuff, mm-hmm. where it's, um, so when they go to the theme park, it's called Funland, which is a reference to the original series, because there's, uh, they go to a theme park called Funland with, like, the robot in it. Um, oh, okay, that's from the intro, where they, like, they, like, run up to him in the barrel and they look up at him? Yep, that's from that episode, I believe, um, and then... When, when they go in the arcade in Funland, uh, there's references to the Hong Kong Fooey series, mm-hmm. um, the Laugh Olympics series, the Banana Splits, the Hex Girls, Wacky Racers, Frankenstein Jr., and then I think there's a couple more, but I didn't catch all of them, um, or at least what they meant. Yeah. Because, like, I'm actually, like, a really big fan of Scooby-Doo. Like, straight up. I have, like, tons of, like, just random-ass facts. Hell yeah. Tell about it. Um, okay. So I'm kind of like more kind of like I don't know exactly how to describe it like kind of harder on the movie a little bit I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, like I do enjoy it and I think it is a fun adventure. Um, 
Um, but there's just something about the movie that, like, I'm not entirely, entirely in love with. <laughs> Fucking ghost? What was that? <laughs> F is the ghost. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, an enjoyable movie. I'm not in love with it. It's not my favorite Scooby-Doo movie. But, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's not my favorite Scooby-Doo movie. My favorite Scooby-Doo movie is the the first live action one, uh, oh. with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Linda Cardellini and uh, fucking Matthew Lillard. Like I love that one. Um, and then before that one, even um, the Zombie Island one. I remember when that came I mean, out. Th- like that, that one was fucking so incredible. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that one's amazing. That one. That one's like an event. That was like when the SpongeBob movie came out. Like. You know what I mean? That one had like an impact right. to it. Uh, yeah, that one was huge. The Scooby-Doo's on the island. So I didn't really notice, like, I well, okay, so I did obviously notice the uh, the references and stuff, but I couldn't always put them with what they came from because they're all different like series. Uh, right. But the the like the ending credits, I was like, oh shit, that's Jabberjaw, and like the fucking like the, the ape. Was it Grape Ape or something like that? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, I thought that was really cool. Um, I remember when I was a little kid, I, I wasn't, like... Some of that animation shit, I didn't like. Like, I didn't like um, Jetsons or... Um, fucking... I think it was Johnny Bravo was the one I didn't like. Something about the way that it was animated didn't... I, just, I couldn't vibe with it. Right. I, I could have also just been, like, a stummered-ass little kid. You know, who just had a problem with everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I did enjoy seeing, like, the references to that old shit because I haven't thought about it in forever. It's been so long since I've thought about it. Right, yeah. Like, all that stuff, I think, is really cool and, like, a really thoughtful touch and kind of shows they really care about the material that they're trying to make, like, a new uh, show out of. Because the Blue Falcon and Dynamite are actually, like, references to older stuff, too. Yeah. The Canberra stuff. Um which I think in one of the like direct-to-video movies, I think Adam West voiced the Blue Falcon, but I can't remember. Oh, cool. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that stuff's really cool. Um, yeah, so I, I did take some notes on the, the movie um, to kind of guide us through our through our journey. <laughs> <laughs> through our mystery adventure? Mm-hmm. So the movie, it starts with... Um, we start on a beach in Venice, probably is my guess. Um, yeah, that yeah. California love, <laughs> dude. Okay, yeah, that was great. Also, that so that little clip in the beginning, like, is a perfect, uh, like that is exactly what Venice looks like. Mm-hmm. Cartoony and everything, like all that shit. One hundred percent there. Like yeah, when you see something like that, you know know exactly what it's trying to be. Uh-huh. Sure. Um. Yeah, so we did that, and then we get uh, Scooby stealing the one thing, and then Shaggy with his uh, his music and all the classic songs about being alone start to play. <laughs> yeah, like, one is the loneliest number, and then I forget what other ones there are. I think like, a bunch was, of different stuff like that. Is it the Backstreet Boys or In Sync? Was that first one? Uh, yeah, it was kind of co- like they they go through the music kind of quick, like because California Love is only on there for five seconds. And then you think they're like, oh, they paid for the rights of these songs. Why not play the whole damn thing? Like, like let that go right. forever. They do, like, quite a few... Like, there's actually a lot of music in this movie, like, licensed music. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, the stuff in the beginning there is the, like, the like the soccer, like, sports warm-up thing where it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. For Blue Falcon. And then all I do is win. And then I think there's a couple others that I I love that scene. I thought that scene was incredible. The only thing I didn't like about that scene that makes me cringe is the fact that he dabs. The dab, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I'm like, that is... Uh, that's too much. The, da- <laughs> the dab was too much, but for whatever reason, I thought it, it fit so perfect, I thought. Like, it is very, like, whatever, top-level cringy, like... You know, that's like the an ongoing joke now is like you know, adults dabbing is fucking gross and weird, but I I thought it was so funny. That's fair, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> with Sha- like, so Shaggy and Scooby do meet each other on the beach, and they're going... Uh, they're going... They go, like, trick-or-treating. And the thing that I thought was weird during this part was they get attacked by kids dressed as the insane clown. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, that was another one that absolutely killed me. I was like, yes, they're getting fucking mugged by juggalos. Like, two juggalos <laughs> on skateboards. Oh my god, I loved it. I thought it was great. And they didn't even take the candy. They just go, yeah. Go to the house. Didn't even keep it. They just fucking chucked it into, a, <laughs> into another person's house. I love it. Oh my god. That's, yeah, my, that's that, the best. Yeah, and, uh, and then, like, they meet the gang first mystery yada 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 mm-hmm. uh and then like we talked about before the the recreation of the intro is really cool because it's yeah. also a, a time lapse too to get you to, to get you to the present day where they get older 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 and then they reach the point they're at it the, like the not the actual movie but like the main story takes place yeah because then we get the crazy part like you said simon Cowell, which is just absurd mm-hmm. of, like, of all celebrities like I, I don't, again, that was another weird one, along with the dabbing part. It seems kind of like, could they have picked a, a more uh, up-to-date reference? Like, him saying, uh, like, him just being an asshole like he was on American Idol. How long has he been on American Idol? Or, like, how... It's been, like, 20 years, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but didn't he leave? Didn't he leave a couple years ago? I don't know. I think he's still doing it. <laughs> oh, I, I guess it, it's yeah. just not fresh in my mind. So I guess everyone's, for my opinion, I guess like they could have picked somebody more current. Well, this movie has so many like kind of modern references that it's hard to like keep it modern because by the time you release it with a script written like that, it's already dated. Oh, yeah. Good point. Cause, yeah, because the dabbing thing, when they put it in there, it could have been at like the height of dabbing. Like dabbing was funny and cool. Right. We got Squidward dabbing on the fucking uh, on that parade video. Like it could have been mm-hmm. right around then. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing I think of with Black Panther with the what are those thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, that scene in that movie just feels so out of place. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> what are the? So, is that gonna, you think that's gonna be a? Will that forever be a trend in movies? Like, are are they always gonna want to make some sort of like pop culture reference, and then by the time the movie comes out, it's dated? I think so. I think you have to imagine at least with like very commercial films like this or like Black Panther or different things like that that where they're going to have those references that are going to feel dated because mm-hmm. there are stuff like like in some of the MCU stuff they make references but they don't like they're dated but they're not because they're based off of like classic things that happen like in Spider-Man where he's like you know the really old movie? Like okay yeah Spider-Man and, and in Infinity War or Captain America Civil War and Infinity War mm-hmm. which those like work but like there's certain movies like this one and like generally it's mostly like kids animation i feel like where it kind of like dates itself by trying to be modern and hip and that sort of thing okay okay Uh, also too maybe kids don't have like a that frame of reference for time you know like to them like dabbing is still cool or like it's still funny and maybe they're just now watching american idol season one (laughs) <laughs> they're a little behind you gotta give those kids time right that, that that's a fair point yeah yeah just some of that stuff it like because like as you know like i want to go into that industry and make movies and stuff like that and just some of that stuff it's like i'm like yeah. i like i wouldn't make that decision but like <laughs> good on you for making it <laughs> yeah yeah i love i love that oh that's not what i would do but go ahead like just very condescendingly saying that that's not what i would do <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Go ahead. That's not what I would do. I love your movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, what happens after the Simon Cowell shit? What was your next? Uh, what's the next? So, story? shit. Um. Well. So, like, right now in my notes is where I wrote kind of like the cast stuff, and I think I think Zach Gaffron is perfect for Fred. Like, I yeah. think that's the perfect decision. It, like, it's just it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. 
and Scoob is Frank Welker, who did it originally, I believe. Um, so he's still doing it. Um, and then Daphne and Velma, I think, worked really well. Um, which they had Velma, um, who played Velma? Gina Rodriguez played Velma, mm-hmm. which I think is um, actually a really interesting take to the character. I think it, like, it's not like a just like not this not a distraction but it's not like something that takes you out of the movie like it's a, i think it's a good fit in it yeah i think she was the only one that i didn't immediately recognize her name or her she voice in, she's in annihilation she did jane the virgin i think was her big like breakout thing on cw hmm. that sort of stuff um yeah yeah and, and then I didn't. I don't know how I feel about uh, Will Forte as Shaggy. Um, how, how? What did you think about that? So hit. I love Will Forte. I think he's great. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't realize that was him. I thought it. <laughs> so, like Scooby's voice obviously always sounds like Scooby's voice. Right. Um, you can't like take that away. Shaggy. Like, Will Forte as Shaggy was... At first, I thought it was, like, the same guy doing Shaggy. Like, his... You kind of expect that, like, the cadence in his voice or whatever. Um, I thought it was fine. It, it, it did take a little bit to, like, kind of get used to. Because in my head, I had this idea of how his voice, like, should flow. And, like, where the peaks and right. shit in it should be. Or, like, the cracks. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I thought it was just fine kind of once i got used to it yeah the, i had the same sort of feeling where i think it's like a um like it's a good performance and stuff like that it's just it doesn't feel as much like shaggy as i feel it should because mm-hmm. like matthew willard has been voicing shaggy for the past like 10 years or so so i feel like they should have had him voice shaggy but like that would be so tri- dope yeah because like in all the animated movies they've been doing at least i think he still is voicing shaggy like in the mm-hmm. cartoons as the original guy passed away but like when he retired, he took over. That sort of thing. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, for the voice things, I really didn't. Uh, other than Shaggy's, like, just immediately, like when they're sitting at that table. Um. That was when I first noticed it, because like one of the first lines that he's talking, I kind of like filled in the blanks, like, oh, his voice should have like peaked right there, or like gone right, up, yeah. gone up, or something, and it didn't. Um, and after that, I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to accept it how it is. Um, yeah, Velma and Daphne's voices, those are, are, and Fred's so much. I didn't really like, you have like an idea of what they're supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching it, I didn't like have an expectation for how it was supposed to sound. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Kind of like what I did with Shaggy and Scooby. Cause they're like, I don't know. They're the the main characters forever. Yeah. Um, that's a good point too. Is that like Shaggy and Scooby are like pop, pop culture icons, so you have them like indelibly marked in your your yeah. mind. Where Fred, Daphne, and Velma, like you know who they are. You you kind of have an idea of what they're supposed to be, but like their voices and stuff like that isn't as well like ingrained. Yeah, yeah. They you could have anybody's voice there, and it would it could be Fred's, it could be Velma's, whatever. Yeah, I mean, as long as they say they're stupid. Uh, jink, jinkies or jinklies or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As long as they get those off, then then they nailed the character. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, after after the diner, they go to the bowling alley, and uh, there was one thing that that just crossed my mind while I was watching this movie, where I'm like, that fits pretty well. Is like they're sitting that bowling and talking and stuff like that, and just the thought goes through my head. It goes, the shag abides. <laughs> the shag of mines. <laughs> what, what I thought was funny about that scene, uh, <laughs> when they show Scooby go to roll the ball or throw the ball the first time, he tiptoes up there, but he tiptoes on three legs, and I don't know why that like was so fucking funny to me. Like, because I don't for whatever reason I imagine him standing upright holding the ball and then tiptoeing, but. To see him tiptoe on all three legs was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 uh, scene was pretty funny, mm-hmm. um, and it leads us into like the first kind of like inclinations of the mystery we're going to be on with um, 
it shows us these robot monsters, which are just, I think, one of the coolest designs in the world. The scorpion. Oh yeah, yeah. The two chainsaws with the chainsaws. Yeah, <laughs> fucking cool. I like the first time I saw the movie. I was like, I want one of those. I'm like, that is that is amazing. I I do like their design. Like, the design of them is so fucking cool, mm-hmm. and they look like. The animation is incredible because it looks like you can feel it. Like you can see the texture and you know what that feeling is. Like, right? Yeah, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, it's it's so true with that that sort of stuff. Um. Yeah, so they escape and then they're pulled up to the Blue Falcon, uh, the Blue Falcon plane. We call it mm-hmm. the Falcon Mobile. Yeah, the Falcon no, Mobile. It was called the Falcon Fury or something like that. Oh yeah, that's right, the Falcon Fury. No, this looks like Ikea. <laughs> Did you say Ikea? Yeah, it's like, no, it said Falcon Fury, just like you. I try to play it all fucking cool. <laughs> that one was pretty funny. Um, and then we get to the Blue Falcon's entrance, which we kind of talked about already a little bit, mm-hmm. where you get to the, like, the, um, the, 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 Yeah, the fucking, the fog machine. Then there's a, a, a fucking laser show. Then dude comes flying out of the sky. You got the the music drops. Then there's the flames and the dab. Like I love that scene. I thought that was great. Yeah, and that um, uh, Mark Wahlberg is Blue Falcon. It is incredible. It's incredible. It's it's really awesome. <laughs> it really... Like I think I don't think they could have cast it any better than Mark Wahlberg is the Blue Falcon. It's, I don't oh my think that's so. Because it's it's he's not like he's not the original hero. He's the son of the original yeah. hero too. He's like trying to like live up to his father's footsteps, and he's oh. just like just almost like I don't even know how to describe him. Like he's just kind of trying to fit in with the youths. Is the best way to describe it. It, dude. Yeah. His. My God. It was great. Uh. I, I love how. Uh, the dog, Dino Mutt, refers to him as fucking Brian. He just keeps, <laughs> he just keeps calling him Brian the whole movie. Uh, really reinforcing the idea that he's not the Blue Falcon and, like, that he's just a fuck-up, basically. Right. Um, yeah, I I thought that it was... It's fucking great. Yeah, it was, that part was so funny. <laughs> it's it's that, incredible. Their, their, their dynamic is pretty, pretty great. So it's not like Batman and Robin. It's like... If Robin was Robin and Batman's son was in charge or something. <laughs> and, and Batman was a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um Yeah, so all that stuff's really cool and then we get we get our first scene with Dick Dash really, which mm-hmm. I think he seems like a pretty menacing villain in like when you first see him and stuff like that. Like, he grows more and more cartoony as the movie goes on. Uh-huh. Especially when his, like, um, he changes different outfits and stuff like that at different points, which kind of looks, like, takes away kind of his almost mystique or, like, overwhelming presence. Mm-hmm. So at one point, he's just in, like, combat boots, black pants, and, like, a, or, like, gray pants and a black shirt or something like that. Yeah. Like, he's, like, a thermal on or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's just, like, eh, I don't know if you'd want to show your cartoony bad guy looking like that yeah if he if he would have stuck in the same outfit the whole time mm-hmm. but it, i guess so he does like don a couple of fucking disguises so it would be kind of weird if they like they ripped off his mask and it's or they take you know what i mean he's like in the figure of that girl like the, the police officer later mm-hmm. um what if they take off his mask and he takes off his his cop gear and he's got like that giant purple trench coat thing on. Dude, that would have been so much better. <laughs> I would have loved that. Just like <laughs> yeah. just him in his actual costume. <laughs> yeah, like okay, that would actually be kind of funny. It's even larger than like what he already is. So that's the thing too. It's like the way that his face is designed. He has like a gigantic fucking chin, right? It's like yeah, just massive. Just, and, yeah. But they show him as the as the the cop and it's like this hot it was supposed to be like this hot girl who's yeah, having a very like pointy face like yeah how do you do that how can you do that um you're a cartoon yeah yeah i guess that's fine I, um 
<laughs> Digging into it deeper than it needs to be. <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> Good shit, though. We skip hope... over the talking dog and go right to why does he fit in that costume? <laughs> <laughs> talking dog, that's totally grounded in reality. That's fine. We all understand how that works. Ca- costumes are dick dastardly. I need answers. <laughs> um, oh, the one thing I really, really like the design of uh, of the Falcon Fury, like the outside of it, how it looks like a bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was, really cool. and it has like orange legs and shit. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and the wings like will move back too, mm-hmm. depending on like how fast it needs to go and stuff like that. That's I thought, cool. yeah, the design of that was really sick. Yeah, all the Blue Falcon stuff looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Like all of it, like almost it's almost like if 1966 Batman had like the tools of like the Dark Knight or something like that. The modern day shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His That's costume is cool, like the feathers. But he says there's scales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought, like, his costume design is sick. Again, he's got another yeah. big-ass chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I imagine that's just how, like, Mark Wahlberg would look as Batman. Wow. That might be something to be Photoshopped. We might just have to make it for the... We might just have to make that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For my um, new Batman film. <laughs> yeah. So they end up going because so the the main the main uh, driving force of this is they're looking for the three server skulls so they can unlock the door to someplace in is it Athens? I think yeah. Oh fuck! I don't remember Do what it was. I think it's Athens and unlock like the the secrets to um, this giant gold ball that Dick Dastardly's dog, Muttley, has gotten stuck in. Yeah, so it's like the underworld or something they keep calling yeah. it. But yeah. But so that's... Basically the fucking... Uh... Oh, no, I, we'll get to that later. We, that other reference, we'll get to it later. All right, go on. <laughs> yeah, so... They're doing... So he's chasing them through... Or they're, like, kind of competing to get to the one place. Um... Blue Falcon says they're going to Romania because Anonymous sent him a tip through DM to go to Romania, even though the skull was really in the Gobi Desert. And uh, Dynamut and the um, the one woman figure that out, but they go to the Funland anyhow. And Dick Dashers, we set a trap for them, where he tries to meet Scooby Doo. And Scooby Doo thinks his name is Rick, and. Uh, Dastardly goes, no, I'm a dick. Dick, dick, dick. <laughs> that The first time I heard that joke, I died laughing because I'm like, they just went there. I'm like, oh my god. How many, times, how many times can you say dick in a fucking kid's show? Like a kid's movie. And I mean, how many times can you get away with it? They they put that to the test here. They really did. As well as several other like cursing, not cursing jokes. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Come on, why don't you drop a couple f bombs <laughs> when they're being attacked? In uh, um, Shaggy means the Falcon bombs, is, but is, that's when they're in. The, they're in Funland. They're, they're in Funland. Yeah, this is where Scooby Doo has separated, and that's where the uh, Dick thing happens. And then um, they're in the top of the Ferris wheel because it's a superior vantage point. And that's right. They're throwing the, the Falcon bombs down to disarm the one, the guys. And then they end up fleeing and track the heat signature of the other server skull and go to, I don't know if they ever call the place anything, but they go to this, this island where um, Scooby decides he's going to leave Shaggy and go with them because he's a key and he has to help, but Shaggy's a scaredy cat. And they're not best friends anymore because Scooby got a suit and took off his his collar because that was also part of the plot of the movie and then <laughs> they they're walking through the woods and they come across captain caveman also mm-hmm. a hanna Barbera character from, from the original cartoons not not in scooby-doo but in like his own show yeah his own his whole own show mm-hmm. Which they cast Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman, which I think actually works very well. So that was the first voice that, like, I immediately knew who it was. 
I was like, oh, it's fucking Tracy Morgan. Like, I'm glad he's out there still doing shit. Um, he has such a distinct voice. Yeah, he really he really does. It's. I thought that <laughs> that scene was great though. Like, just seeing. Yeah. yeah. Am I coming through somewhere else? No, I don't hear you coming through somewhere else. No, oh, I could have swear I heard myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely can. I, are your speakers on? No. Shit. Is it me? The system. Is it me? Hold up. Hold up. Shit, Over. man. <laughs> Alright, whatever. Um, I just won't have to yell. Okay, so one thing we also miss between the, the island and when they're leaving Funland is that Blue Falcon gave Shaggy a gift basket with his father's autobiography, No Falcon Around. No Falcon and, uh, Around. His, and his biography, Just Falcon Around. <laughs> also very great, very great joke placement for those more mature watching this movie. I yeah, I got a I got a good kick out of uh just falcon around. Uh because it's like him on like a fucking beach and he's like sipping a drink, like in his blue falcon garb. <laughs> yeah, a full yeah, full costume. Uh so I I do enjoy that. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um and then back with Tracy Morgan on the island in the future. They're walking and they're talking and they take him to the server skull. And as they're entering the arena, I don't know if you caught this. He goes, so it turns out I wasn't the the uh, Velociraptor's father any, or anyhow or something like that. Oh, <laughs> He's telling this Shaggy Scoob and uh, Blue Falcon. It cuts in on uh, like him telling that story. Yeah, you just catch the end of it. Um, <laughs> so the, the skull, what do you call it? A, a slaggle sure. hoople or something like that? That's what he called it, yeah. Something so, like that. That's um, what's her name's maiden name from Flintstones, Wilma's. Oh, it is. Yeah, that I was. That. that was something yeah. I saw. Wilma's maiden name. It's like slag hoople or something. Slag hopple. That sounds right. Slag slag hoople. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's an interesting fact that I did not catch. The fucking Flintstones. Um, in the beginning too, there's there's another thing to the Flintstones when they're taking um, the first ghost like to the cop car. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's either right then or they're in the house or something. There's like um, you can see Fred and Wilma's like shadow or like silhouette. Oh really? Yeah, it's I didn't cool. catch that. I have to go back and try and see that. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they make. They make like two references to, uh, not two. They make uh, at least one to Lord of the Rings when he's calling. <laughs> he calls that Shaggy oh, yeah. calls that island Middle Earth or whatever. Um, but yeah, I was they thinking do that whole thing. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking that the where all the gold was, like the treasure, is kind of like in the Hobbit, like the where Smog has all the gold. Oh yeah, from the dwarves. Um, mm, yeah. I can't remember that, what the fuck that was called. I don't know. It's the island, or like I know what you're talking about. It's the mountain. It's yeah, something mountain. I don't know. Um, yeah, but that that whole like sequence is funny. Once like the gang's there, and the um, Dick Dashley gets the last skull and is left and took Scooby. Shaggy's trying to like get them all together, and he's saying all these things, but saying them wrong, like middle earth. Yeah. And Blue Falcon's like, isn't that copyright? <laughs> yeah, like, it's no, copyright. Cop- it's like um, copyright infringement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was, copyright infringement. And then there was something else like that. Um, or like he says a couple different things wrong. So anyways, they end up going to Athens where the door is to get inside, which that's what um, Velma found out is the case. So they're all going there in a flying mystery machine because the Falcon Fury has been destroyed. And... So they go, and Dick Dastrally releases the Cerberus, and the Mystery Machine is shot down and gets locked into the thing, 
and Scooby is able to escape Dick Dastardly after the thing's open and go and rescue his friends, but not before the mystery machine is destroyed and Fred is heartbroken. Yeah, just so he it's on fire. He's standing there holding the front of it, just looking at it. Everyone else is is off fighting, and they show it him, and he's still fucking standing there looking at the burning van. And then Cerberus is attacking everybody, and he takes three fingers, goes through the dirt, and wipes it on his face, and takes it as a shield, and goes and tries to fight Cerberus, which doesn't work when he gets flicked. (laughs) Immediately gets flicked. Just off into the middle of nowhere. Um, and then Scoob and Shag have to, like, what else happens in this part? I'm trying to remember what else happens in this part. Um, late last night when I was watching it. <laughs> uh, this is where we get uh, Brian's hero moment. Right, yeah. Um, so he and uh, Dino have a, a moment uh, where he talks him up and he's like, you know, here's your chance or whatever. Be my partner. They go. He starts flying around. He learns that he has wings, uh, which is great. You're telling me this whole time <laughs> he didn't know his suit had wings. Um, what else happens? We get that. He, he, he immediately starts to fly and crashes into the roof or the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> First flight goes right into the ceiling. Um, Shaggy and Scooby come up with a plan to like get around Cerberus. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they push him into the into that oh, gate God. thing? I feel like I can't remember how they do that. I can't. I don't remember either now. Shit, I can, I I remember seeing him tumble backwards through the gate, but I can't remember how they did that. Oh well, regardless. Oh, the bowling, the bowling. Balls. Oh, yeah. So, oh, because all the uh, yeah, all the robots, all the robots down come from, down from the ship <laughs> to help. Uh, Daphne, because she saved the one. Mm, the they push. Yep, they push him in. Um, Dastardly's trying to escape. He does him and the dog. Um, they like shut the gate thing. Oh, so they shut the gate and then they go through that whole man's best friend thing with the the spinning. Yeah. Key thing. thing. I I didn't. I feel like this could have been done better. It, it seemed. Kind. Of, okay, so, I guess I was looking at. It. Maybe I'm looking at it too literal. It is a a kids show, a kids movie. But if it's you know y- your group of friends, you and a dog, someone has to be trapped on the other side of this thing. There's no way that all those people are gonna go, get in there. Rick, you better get in there, and your dog's staying with us. Like, it would 100% be the other way around. I understand why they did it for the movie, but, like, I guess realistically, for whatever reason, when I was watching it, I was like, man, they would throw that dog's ass in there so fast. Shut his ass in there. Yeah. Um, Well, it was trying... That that whole moment's meant to be Shaggy's hero moment, and he's finally doing something brave and saving his best friend and that sort of thing. Yeah. And she did and then he comes right back through, doesn't he? Like, moments later. Yeah, moments later. like, yeah, just a couple of seconds later, a statue pops up, they read the quote on it, it opens up the door, he comes out, everybody's good. The robots bring down Dastardly and uh, the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one, they rip off his mask, or they rip off his face, it's Simon Cowell's face. Then they're like, what the fuck? They rip off that one, and it's Dastardly again. So, like, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's just a goofy kids movie. Um, and then after that, they it shows them, like, opening up their their Venice Beach location, um, which is really cool. I thought that was neat mm-hmm. because I don't think you've ever seen a Scooby-Doo, like, brick-and-mortar location, like a mystery location. I think the closest thing we got to that is in the... the uh... I think it's the second live action one where they have like the headquarters or whatever with the like the hangout thing. The hangout. But I don't they have like hang on, I'll find it. Yeah. Um they have they have some sort of like hideout thing where um they're like watching different things. Okay. 
or like they're watching the news at some point and they just hide out. Oh, so yeah, while you're doing that. So then then after that, uh, Blue Falcon comes down with a new like cool van for them, which is really neat. That thing looks awesome. He's like a DJ, <laughs> which was also funny. Um, then you get the bit about the balloons. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the voice of that guy? That was like a famous voice. Of uh, who? Of uh, I think his name is Keith, the dude up in the dude who's in charge of like uh his entrance. You only oh, hear his um, voice. It's somebody like big. Hang on, I'll look into it. But All first, right. before that, <laughs> they do. I have found their lair. I need to show it. <laughs> the mystery <laughs> lair. Oh. Yeah, that place. Very seventies vibe. Yeah. Um, so let's see what um, this dude's name is. Yeah, because it's like Keith or Kevin or something with a K. Yeah, I think it's Keith. Yeah, let's see on Wikipedia cast. Um, Cerberus, no. Yeah, is a dude up in the... Hey, is it Henry Winkler? At yep. the bottom? Look. Yep. Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Yeah, holy shit. That's awesome. It's cool that they got him. Even though it's like such a small part, like it's cool that, yeah, it's that they can cool. cast these like big name people. That's like the beauty of different things like that, is it's easy to like get big names to be involved, especially something like this influential. Mm-hmm. For sure. So then uh I think that was the end. There that was is nothing... the end. Oh, they get that call. They're going to go on a new, another adventure. All right. Yeah. And then the credits roll and we have the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get some good uh, references to other uh, properties. Like that fucking, mm-hmm. it would be cool if they had, um, if there's, if there's going to be a Scoob 2 or something, I'm assuming there will be, they there can't. Yeah. Um, if they can bring more of those characters in. Yeah, almost if they did like sort of a contest or something like that where all of them are competing for something or to do something or it would be something neat. like that, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, so anyway, um now, unless we have any final thoughts about the movie, uh we're going to move into the ranking section of our podcast. So for those of you that don't know about Now Available, each and every week we break down the rankings to... Actually, I'm sharing the wrong thing. <laughs> I love this show. Distracted and, it, and it doesn't even load. Okay. So each and every week <laughs> we share... Uh, uh, but, uh, filling, filling, filling. Um, so Here we go. Each and every... So, okay, so take two and action. So in case uh, you're new to Now Available, uh, each and every week we go through and we watch a movie randomly picked on a streaming service. And at the end of the episode, we rank the movie three different ways. We rank it the streaming service we watched it on, the year we watched it in, and all-time list. So Scoob can be found on HBO Max. Um if you didn't already know, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you didn't. <laughs> don't listen but... to this podcast if you don't watch the fucking movies. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Muck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right now, for HBO Max, the only thing on there is White Mile. So where would you like to put Scoob on this list? <clears throat> I'm going to have to say number one. Number one? White Mile, you're going down number two. I I can agree with that. I think that's that's a good spot for it. Number one of the HBO <laughs> all-time list. Now, next up is our 2020 list, which right now, because we are still in 2020, it's the same as our all-time favorite list, but that won't stop us from ranking on both lists. That's what's up. So, we have, once I can get the right... Window open. There we go. 2020 rankings. As it stands right now, number seven, Captain Upside Down, 
Number six, Conan the Barbarian. Number four, White Mile. Number four, Taxi Driver. Number three, Prince of Persia. Number two, Labyrinth. And number one, Haunted Mansion. So, Ricky, where, where do you think that Scoob should rank on this this list? Damn, this one's this one's actually starting to get really hard. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Because I'm in this, I I think I'm in the same boat you are. Where I'm like, I don't know where I should should rank it. Because like, it is very <laughs> tough. Because I. I'm like, originally I was thinking below Taxi Driver, and now I'm like, maybe above Prince of Persia, and now I'm just so indifferent that I don't know where I'm going to put it. it. Yeah. Where, where, do you have any uh, spot you're leaning for or anything like that for this? So, so like I said last week with Haunted Mansion, it's, a, it's getting to be really hard because I'm judging them on how much I enjoyed watching them. Right. And, like, every time I watch one, I'm like, oh, I love this one. This one's great. <laughs> so, so, like, I enjoy it more than Haunted Mansion on in certain aspects. But I also, like, enjoy other ones more on in certain aspects. Like, it's weird. Like, Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. I like more. But I think it's better than Haunted... Like, the whole thing is fucking... It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Like it definitely doesn't have like a definitive place, right? Uh, so I think I would think maybe number two, because I I do for what it is I do like it more than Labyrinth. Like based on like is it like kid friendly? Um, you know, it's got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. But shit, because even on that, I like it more than Haunted Mansion. But I like Haunted Mansion because it's like it's got Eddie Murphy. This doesn't have Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, this isn't Eddie Murphy, this, and this is an Eddie Murphy centric podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> now available Eddie Murphy. Damn it! What do you what do you what are your thoughts? So obviously, it's gonna go above Catherine Upside Down, above Conan Barbarian, <laughs> above White Mile. But do I put it above Taxi Drivers where I'm at? And then if I do, because the tough thing is, like, I'd probably put Taxi Driver above it, but I put Scoob above Prince of Persia. So it's, like, tough because, like, I'm, like, now that we're getting into the nitty-gritty, I'm, like, it's tough to say where it's going to go. It's, like, I don't know, man. This This is a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's so, it's for sure going above White Mile Conan and Catherine. Yeah. Um do you think it's better than Taxi Driver? Would you put it above Taxi Driver? Yeah, cuz I would watch it again. Is my whole thing. It's like Right. Taxi Driver is it's not one that I can just throw on. Right. <sighs> so I would then it, Would oh. you put it above Prince of Persia? Yeah, I think, oh, fuck, I don't know. Because for the same reason, like, yeah, I would just throw it on, like, that the barrier to entry, too, is so low. Like, you you just need to, you don't even need to know who Scooby-Doo is. Like, it's right. a lovable dog, and it's been around for, you know, 60 fucking years or whatever. Right. All right, I, I would put it at number two. Number two. Yeah. What do you think? Would you say? You said I either. I don't know if I put it at two or three, so I think that's where I'm leaning towards. Two or three. Yeah, but I don't know exactly where I put it because it's tough. It's tough to say. Mm-hmm. Right. It is really. It's really becoming harder. Um, I'm good with three. I I can I can be all right with underneath labyrinth. Okay. Because because the same sort of thing like Labyrinth is it's again it's been around forever it's got it's digestible and it's got like a little bit of like um some sci-fi shit in there or fantasy right and it, like I said before when we did that episode it is very like a product of its time like it is very special and it can only exist then 
So right. uh, based on that, I think Scoob is literally just another animated kids movie. It's not. It's not groundbreaking or right. Yeah, I'm good with three. Yeah. Okay. We'll go. We'll go three then. Scoob is number three, so the ranking would stand. That it, number eight, Catherine Upside Down. Number seven, Conan the Barbarian. Number six, White Mile. Number five, Taxi Driver. Number four, Prince of Persia. Number three, Scoob. Number two, Labyrinth. And number one, Haunted Mansion. All right. And for the final, the final, uh, the final ranking, once my thing stops acting stupid. Um, we shall see that what the all-time ranking for Labyrinth, or not Labyrinth, Scoob. <laughs> I got distracted because my brother's sitting right outside the door staring at me. Um, what does he want? What do you want, Nate? What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we have a live studio audience today. Um, so all-time list, as it stands right now, is number seven, Catherine Upside Down, number six, Conan the Barbarian, number five, White Mile, number three, Prince of Persia, excuse me, number two, Labyrinth, number one, Haunted Mansion. I assume we're going to put it at number three, like we did with the 2020 list. Uh, yeah. Okay. That works for me. So we will stop sharing that. And finally, for the final part of our episode so the thing with now available is each and every week we pick a random movie from a streaming service since it is october we are watching halloween ish movies um which i've compiled the list of ricky does not know and we are choosing through from a random number generator what exactly the film we are watching will be so now we'll bring up the random number generator and we'll see what what we end up with you ready ricky i'm ready this is my favorite part of the show five number five what is number five come on something good number five number five we're going back to amazon prime oh shit here we go what is it for clue clue which what the one with tim curry hell yeah Oh, hell yeah. So I love that movie. Next week, we're watching Clue. We'll take that off this list now. And after Clue, we have, I believe it's one more Halloween episode, I think. If my math is right. Yeah, I think it'll be one more. Clue, Clue isn't really a uh, Halloween movie, though, is it? But it's kind of, well. Yes and no. It's a murder mystery. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. No, I think Clue is our last one. Is Clue our last one? Would that be four? The 23rd is when when Scoob will come out. So the 30th is when Clue will come out. So yeah, I think Clue would and be the last one. And then an extra special surprise on the 31st. What? Um. Alright, so now that we know that Clue is the last one, what other movies did you have picked? So, the other Halloween movies on the list, once I close out this thing, so, number one on the list, Adam's Family. Number two on the list, Adam's Family Values. <laughs> number three on the list, Beetlejuice. Shit. Number four, The Witches. Number five, Hocus Pocus. And number six, Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2. Hell yeah. All right, that was, yeah, first yeah. one's like a Christmas movie. Yeah, yep. So you know what list that'll be coming on. <laughs> God, the top top four uh, Christmas movies. I okay. Jumping ahead though, I absolutely demand that for one of those weeks during the Christmas uh, spectac- winter spectacular, we we are watching Just Friends, and that movie is going to number one. Oh, is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. That's one of my favorite movies ever. Number one. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Predetermined number one. <laughs> yeah. So next week we're going to be returning with Clue, which only really one of our movies. Well, I guess two of them have kind of been super Halloweeny, but 
that's <laughs> that's, how a, it, that's how it is you know that's how it happens when you randomize movies that you put into a list yeah exactly that's what happens that's the whole nature of this show just randomly watching sometimes somewhat halloweeny stuff yeah so anywho that's been now available um I'm Adam Howard. You can find me at Howard AK88 on Instagram and Twitter and Stardom Studios on Instagram and Twitter for all the Ricky and Jeep fakes you could ever want. They're starting to get fucking creepy. <laughs> they're starting to freak me out. <laughs> I do I do love it though. It's it's funny, but they're like, what the fuck? How are you doing this? <laughs> I'm just using the app you told me about. Oh god, I really <laughs> should have never said nothing. <laughs> it's good promotion. It's good promotion. <laughs> So, Ricky, where where can the, the good people find you at? You can find me at Ritz Khalifa on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch.tv. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's about it. That's it for me. Um, I'm definitely going to get this these lights figured out because I'm looking yellow as shit. I look like a Simpsons character. Look at, <laughs> look at yeah. hella yellow. So that has been now available. And until next time. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. If you ever wanted to make a podcast but run into a roadblock when trying to get it out into the world, now you don't have to worry about that with Anchor. Anchor is a completely free service that can get your podcast on platforms from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Now there are even creation tools that allow you to make your podcast all in one place right on Anchor's website. They give you the opportunity to make money through Anchor, no matter the size of your listenership. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today and put your podcast out into the world. Now available. Now available. Now, now, now available.